Travel creates bonds like nothing else. Even now, in these times of hardship, our incredible community are reaching out beyond their borders, dreaming, reminiscing, and giving each other hope. I'm David Calderon, and you're listening to Out of Office, Unusual Circumstances, powered by Contiki. This podcast is about travel, but it's also about community, solidarity, and supporting mental health. Travel is just a thread that binds us. Travelers are storytellers. Each dream of a new destination, every adventure, is just about writing the next chapter of the story. And yes, we have to accept that we have to put the book down temporarily. But what does a community of travelers do in a world without travel? We continue to tell stories. Hands up if you're getting more creative in the kitchen right now. From sourdough bread to cocktails, cooking has been keeping a lot of us sane during these strange times and helped us feel more connected to the colorful destinations and cuisines we're missing while travel is on hold. On the flip side, local restaurants and bars have been hit hard as a result of COVID-19, with the hospitality industry facing huge losses and an unknown road ahead. In this episode, we get under the skin of the power of food. We talk to Chef Priyanka, a Food Network award-winning vegan chef based in New York City, about the effects of COVID on the food industry, what she's doing to support local businesses, and how she's bringing her passion for culinary cultures to her audiences online. We also chat with UK-based body confidence blogger and travel enthusiast Callie Thorpe about how cooking and experimenting at home is getting her through the toughest times. First up, we're catching up with Chef Priyanka. How's it going, Priyanka? And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I literally cannot complain. The sun is shining in London. I already have plans to just go bask in the sun this weekend. So life is good right now. How are all things in New York? They're as good as they can be. The sun is also shining here. I'm feeling obviously very grateful for my health and being able to work on a lot of things that I'm very passionate about. So so yeah, it's been great. One of the things we're starting with the podcast with all our guests is an icebreaker question. So what's one new thing or what's one new skill that you've learned while in lockdown? This is very serious. This is a brand new skill. So get ready. I've learned how to do hit cardio workouts in my apartment. <laughs> Did you finally learn what hit means? You're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I finally learned that hit means like not hitman and taking someone out but high intensity actually what does it mean high intensity interval training interval (laughs) so clearly i didn't learn anything but um yeah no all jokes aside i've been taking up doing more like in-home workouts one of them being these like hit cardio classes because they're shorter and i have very minimal patience whether it's like a really good workout and someone like me who has two careers i just need to get something in and We're just so used to generally walking around here a lot. And when you don't have that, you kind of feel like sluggish and lethargic. So that's been my new skill that I've taken up, which is hit cardio. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I am a self-taught chef. Um, We're one of those like geeky little kids that obsessively watch Food Network. And I just got really ingrained into that culture of cooking through Food Network and watching tons of those shows, but also through my own family where I'm first generation Indian. My parents are from India and we don't have a very big family here. So a huge way to stay in touch with our culture was through food. 
I competed on a show called Cooks vs. Cons in 2017. It's basically meant to be a professional cook versus an, an amateur cook or a con artist. There's two that are professional chefs, two that are amateur chefs, but your identity is hidden. And I ultimately won that show, so I beat out the other fellow professional chefs who were like actually executive chefs at restaurants. Uh, congratulations, that's amazing. Thank you. And I cooked all vegetarian food. So to me, that was just testament to the fact that there is a place in the Western world and culture for vegetarian food. Since that Food Network win, my food platform has really taken off. I was featured in GQ. I contribute to Tastemade. Actually, a, a new show of mine on Tastemade just came out on the Food Network Kitchen app. And then I was actually just in CNN. That's been really, really cool because uh, it was an article about how the pandemic is forcing people to think differently about what they eat and how they consume food and going more meat-free. The journalist was focusing on cultures that have been primarily meat-free for centuries. India being one of them. It was really interesting to kind of talk through why India has, as a culture has been primarily meat-free. One of the other things you started during your stay at home was you also launched a mini-series called Cook with Pre at Three. Can you tell us why you decided to set this up and how it's helped your audience? The Cook with Pre at Three started for two reasons. So one, I had to find a way to keep myself sane. And as someone who lives in Manhattan, constantly walks around and is surrounded by people, so you take that away, like one can only go crazy. And it, it really started to help challenge myself, keep me sane, help me produce like new recipes and content and challenge myself to think about dishes differently as the weeks go by and not necessarily having the motivation and inspiration that I do from travel. The second reason, and I think one of the really good reasons is people are cooking like crazy at home. This was a way for me to inspire people to think about their meals differently, to have fun with their dishes, and again, to promote that sort of meat-free, vegan, vegetarian-style cooking. It's been really successful. I, I get a lot of messages about people want, like, looking forward to my Cook with Three at Three on Sundays. One of the things with New York is New York is a very foodie place. What effect has the pandemic had on the restaurant industry, particularly in New York where you're based? I would say like the one word to describe it is upheaval. It's been really weird and devastating. Our entire culture here is based on dining out. It's based on local restaurants and it's been a huge cultural shift. Um, and I think some of the restaurants have been trying to cope with it. Have you seen any kind of businesses adapting or innovating? I have a lot of friends who own restaurants who have started grocery items and pantry items. So online, while you can like order your dishes and your like entrees and appetizers from them, you can also order like essential grocery items, which is very cool. There's a couple of other cool things that are happening. So meal kits, a lot of restaurants are selling meal kits for like their favorite dishes that they make so people can recreate it at home. Do you have any favorite hacks or advice that you would give to other people for supporting local businesses? Order directly from the restaurants. If you order through a Grubhub or a Seamless or Uber Eats, like they're generally taking a baseline 30% from those restaurants. Tip really well. Like you have a lot of these essential workers out here like on bike, on foot, delivering your food. 
a lot of these restaurants have GoFundMe pages set up. A lot of those pages, when you fund um, those funds that they've set up, goes directly to the support and staff that's helping put together all these meals, cook, clean, keep the restaurant alive. So try and fund those pages as much as you can. I'm trying not to buy from fast food restaurants or chain restaurants. Support your local market. If you have a farmer's market open, like please try and get your produce from there. It's really just making more of an effort to think about like what's local and where is my money actually going when I spend it. Those would be my tips. Did this time spur you yourself to get creative in the kitchen? I love to eat, obviously, and I love to cook, but I think it's always human nature to crave something when you don't have access to it. In my language, in Kannada, which is a South Indian language, call it like kachara pachara, which is like street food. Uh, I obviously have a craving for all these things that I don't necessarily have easy access to. I don't eat too much fast food, but I do love Taco Bell. It's like, that's like my fast food weakness. And it's like great for vegetarians because you can make everything vegetarian. I recreated one of my favorite dishes from Taco Bell, which is their Crunchwrap Supreme. It's kind of like that hexagon shaped tortilla that's like stuffed and grilled and it's like really fun to eat. And I recreated that at home in a vegan version. So it was much healthier. So that's been really fun to challenge myself to like make things that I normally would just go and like get at a fast food place. Um, a lot of the other things are like Indian street food dishes, things like a Bombay sandwich. I just wanted to recreate it at home because I had a craving for it. So it's sort of this grilled sandwich with potato, tomato, cucumber, and a really spicy coriander like garlic chutney. Recreating something that I grew up eating for breakfast uh, whenever I would go to India every year, which is like this stuffed French toast, a spicy French toast. We would normally make it with egg, but I've recreated the recipe using an egg substitute, so it's all vegan, it's spicy, it's fun, it's like a great way to rethink how you would normally think about French toast. That's the recipe I want, FYI. Yeah, no, totally. I, I have an IGTV on it, like you can, it's so easy to make. I've been getting a lot of requests for cocktails. I did a cocktail live session, which I made uh, my saffron cardamom spritzer. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's very luxurious and fun, and it's a play on an Indian dessert called gulab jamun. So um, sort of my ode to that like sweet, decadent dish. What are some of your most popular recipes right now? The vegan crunch wrap, copycat crunch wrap supreme is super popular. Another one that's really popular is my creamy chickpea masala. It's usually called chana masala or chole. So this is my rendition, which is a play on the one that my mom makes. And it's vegan, it's super simple, but it has so many flavors. It has like garam masala and fresh lemon and fresh coriander. And I've had so many requests to make this live with friends. They're like, we want like a private cooking demo where you make it live with us. And so I've done that a lot. And then one of my more recent ones, which was a crunchy Asian noodle salad, which I've made with edamame noodles, edamame carrots, cucumbers, different types of cabbage. Can people find these on your like highlights on your Instagram? Yeah, so these recipes that I've called out are all on my Instagram at Chef Priyanka um, and my blog, which is chefpriyanka.com. Are there any eating or cooking habits that you've picked up during lockdown that you're thinking that you're gonna carry on with afterwards? I think some habits or some kind of tips and tricks that I've learned is really how to better store produce. I never had to do it for long periods of time because I'm just the type of person. I feel most chefs are like this where you buy a lot of your produce 
the day of. So I've become a little bit more clever as to how I store some of that produce in my fridge, especially in Manhattan apartments where my appliances and fridges are not huge and I don't have a giant sub-zero. So becoming more clever about that. Would you say any of your past travels or holidays have influenced your cooking right now? I think last year I had a pretty good travel year. And one of the places that I went, I've been all over Mexico, but I went to Mexico City for the first time last year, which I don't know if you've been. I've wanted to go to Mexico City for the longest time and I haven't made the trek just yet. I think out of all the places I've been to Mexico, I would say it's just so much cooler and fun and so much of the food was so veggie friendly. So one of my next recipes that I'm trying to explore making to answer your question is uh, I had obviously really good churros all over Mexico. We went to La Fonda Margarita. They had these like very luscious fat churros just like sitting there. Because those churros from La Fonda Margarita have been like just, I, they've been on my mind. I'm like, I have to figure out a way to recreate this. But again, vegan, which is very difficult because there's so many egg yolks in churros. I'm gonna try and figure it out. And I also wanna try and bake them. I will keep you guys posted on how that goes. Where in the world would you say is your favorite foodie place? What city and why? There's two places. So Sydney, Australia. One of my favorite restaurants there, there was two. One was Chin Chin and one was Makan. So Chin Chin was like kind of a culmination of different Asian cultures like Vietnamese, Chinese, Thai. And there was this eggplant dish there, which resembled a very familiar eggplant dish that we make, an Indian dish, which are stuffed baby eggplants in this like peanut sauce, but they put kaffir lime and red chilies in it. Whereas we would put green chilies, peanuts and curry leaves. Very similar concepts, a little bit of a different flavor profile. Loved it, it was so good. And Makan was this Malaysian restaurant where they made rotis fresh and they're just like layered and flaky and fresh. My second is Mumbai, just from a, a diversity of food standpoint and diversity of vegetarian cuisine, like you can't beat India. So the way in which we're creative with those dishes there is just like, it just blows my mind. There's just so much good food everywhere. And I am the type that likes to eat from street vendors and kind of like those smaller restaurants. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Priyanka. It was really lovely hearing everything that you had to say, especially when it comes to all your vegan recipes. But before you go, I have one last question. Who would be your top three ideal dinner party guest? So if I could invite any three guests to a dinner party, this is really difficult, but I would have to go with Anthony Bourdain, Rihanna, and Larry David. So obviously three very random choices, uh, but there is a reason for each. Anthony Bourdain, because obviously he's been a huge influence to the food and travel spaces and much more. Um, he's personally influenced my desire to travel and really learn about different cultures and food in those countries, but I would love to learn from him as to what fueled his desire to travel, his desire to eat and cook, as well as what ultimately led to his demise and what he was thinking. I think we can truly learn from him and his experiences. Rihanna, because she's a total badass, I think she's a huge inspiration to women everywhere. Um, and she really empowers us. And she has multiple lines of businesses. She's used her craft and her platform to create 
so many things that I think are truly empowering to people and women in particular, and especially women of color. Um, And it seems like she's really been real from day one. So I think she would just be a cool person to hang out with. I would just love to learn from her and just to see how she is in person. And then Larry David, because he's one of my favorite comedians, he's absolutely hilarious. I can relate to him on so many levels. Uh, And he's a New Yorker. If you've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, please go watch it immediately. He's extremely sarcastic. He's a people hater. Um, I just think he's so funny. And I think having him at dinner with Anthony and Rihanna, I would just kind of love to see his reaction towards things and his responses so yeah i think that would be an awesome dinner party especially if they were eating my food that i cooked so that would be my dream dinner oh well thank you so much priyanka you've been lovely it's been great having you thank you so much this has been so great and thanks for having me now we're gonna say hello to our next guest welcome to the podcast callie how are you i'm good how are you i'm doing well thank you so where are you calling from I am calling from East London. How is it over there in East London? It's lovely. I just had a bike ride this morning, got up at half seven and then went on a morning bike ride round by our canals and it was very, very nice. Although it's a bit windy today. Yeah, you're enjoying the nice weather right now. We're really lucky. Yeah, it's so nice. I'm loving it. Well, we like to start the podcast with that nice breaker question. And this is one that we're kind of asking all our guests. So what has been one new thing or skill that you've learned while in lockdown? Do you know what? I'm going to be a total cliche here, like every other single person in the entire universe. But I think I've mastered my banana bread skills because I've had like loads of bananas knocking about and obviously more time to bake. So I've just been trying different recipes and yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Callie. Okay, so I'm a digital travel and lifestyle creator as well as a podcast host and I'm really kind of like a self-love advocate and a diversity champion. So I really push um, for representation in the media, uh, especially for uh, plus size women um, in the fashion industry in particular as well. But also I kind of navigated into the travel space because I felt like within the travel industry, there was, um, you know, I really wanted to encourage people of all sizes and shapes and backgrounds to really embrace travel and feel like they could be part of it. And that, you know, travel wasn't just like a beautiful palm tree beach with beautiful people only on it you know it was just it was for everybody so it's something I really champion I've really been um very heavily involved in that the last three four years I'd say and that is that where you kind of started having your run-in with Contiki yeah so I obviously have been traveling independently and then Contiki reached out they really wanted to kind of broaden and include some more body positive people within their realm of influencers and creators and so they invited me to go to India with them Oh, it's absolutely amazing. We went on the Eternal India trip and it was just incredible. I had the best two weeks ever. It was so amazing. We basically started in Delhi and then we did Agra, Ranthambore to see the Bengal tiger. Then we went to Jaipur, Udaipur, Mumbai, and then finally in Goa, which was absolutely amazing. So you have a podcast and you also have a blog called Confidence Corner. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So I have my own blog, which is my name, which is kellythorpe.com. And then I also started this page called The Confidence Corner um, over on Instagram. And it was kind of a space which I wanted to build more of a community of, which was kind of to explore and look into this idea of confidence and why so many of us struggle with it um, in all areas of life. And I decided to kind of widen the space by creating a podcast. And so on the podcast, I interview different interesting guests and I kind of ask them questions about different points 
points in their life where they've had a lot of confidence or no confidence or what confidence means to them. That's awesome. So how long have you been doing the podcast? I started the podcast last year. So um, we're into season two now. It's been on pause for a little bit, obviously, because of COVID. I, I usually record in a studio. So it's been on, on hold for a little bit, but I'm hoping to get things up and running again soon. Now, speaking of COVID, how have you been feeling during this strange time let's say i think to be honest like everybody else it's been really up and down i feel like honestly not even day to day but moment to moment i can literally feel up and down at the very beginning it was very weird and hard to understand and adjust to because specifically with what i do for a living i'm usually away like twice a month so it was kind of you know this real shock to be like right okay you've got to stay in we're on lockdown it was very kind of confronting also quite scary just because of the nature of everything but also in a way it's been like a really reflective period i think you kind of are able to be more appreciative of the home that you're in, um, how lucky you are. And also it's given me a lot of opportunity to do other things that I didn't have time to, which is more cooking, um, more engaging with my uh, audience, um, more lives, more IGTV videos that I wanted to create, um, more blog posts that I wanted to write. Um, a lot of time I'm on the go, so I don't always you know, have the, the chance to sit down and do these things. So it's been really nice to kind of find a way of doing that. What effect has cooking had on your mood and how has it been kind of like a coping mechanism for you? Oh, it's just been so cathartic. What I've been doing is like do doing a stock check of what I've got in my fridge and my cupboards. Then I've been writing that down on a piece of paper Then I've been cross-referencing that with my cookbook. So finding recipes within my cookbooks of things I already have in the house. Basically, it's just you and the meal that you're cooking. And I think it kind of helps alleviate anxiety because your mind's not so busy because your hands are so busy. If that makes sense. So you're always doing something and you're always thinking, how long have I got on that timer? When will this be done? When have I got to put this in? It's all very like fast paced and it's kind of really helps for me alleviate anxiety because I'm not overthinking things in my head. I can just do it and wait and see. And it's a real joy to eat something that you've made yourself. It's kind of, you know, you sit down, you're like, wow, this is nice. So I'm enjoying it a lot. Because of all your cooking, you started kind of like putting all these on your Instagram as highlights. Why did you decide to start your Cook With Me highlight on Instagram? And how has your audience responded to it thus far? I think I did that because basically I was getting so many messages saying, please, can you put it in a highlight? I think this is giving people a chance to try something new they wouldn't usually try. So obviously I've been cooking, like I've been trying to cook different things all the time. So I've been making these highlights so people can actually try and use them, try and do them themselves, which I really love because nothing gives me more joy than someone saying, oh, I tried that recipe that you did. It was really delicious. And I made this and I made that. And um, it, I like the idea that it's something that I can offer as a, a bit of a release for someone but also that they can also enjoy it with their family so it feels really nice and I've really enjoyed it it's I I'm, I had a fully blocked section I, I made all a hundred of my highlights I had to do like cook with me and cook with me too so yeah I've been really really enjoying it so with all these creations that you've been making what's been like kind of the most memorable meal you've created recently I'd have to say my husband and I earlier on before we knew this was all happening we bought a pizza oven which we wanted for our garden anyway my husband and I were like we should do something nice for our block because this was very early on and we made 11 pizzas for everybody in the building we made the bread everything from scratch so we had a hot honey pepperoni pizza we had a vegetable supreme and we also had a wild garlic pesto and burrata pizza so it's really memorable for me because I feel like it was really nice to make that for everybody. How has your food and your cooking been inspired by like you know your past travel memories and nostalgia? 
Oh, I take so much inspiration from traveling. Honestly, I actually like jot down little notes. So it's really funny, but one of my favorite recipes to make is from this place in Sri Lanka that we went to called Meiti Hut. And it's a small hut on the side of the road in, in Ellera, which is up in the mountains in Sri Lanka. They did this most incredible pumpkin curry. And anyway, I absolutely adored it so much. And so whenever I go away and I try something, I try and find a recipe at home to replicate. So we've replicated that at home. And I just try and do that all the time. Whenever I go somewhere and things I buy, I'm a, I'm a massive lover of buying food goods when I travel. So when Dan and I went to Cape Town with Contiki, we went um, on the Cape Safari Falls trip and we bought so many things like jams and salts and rubs and everything. So we've been able to bring a bit of Cape Town into the house with all the flavors that we've got. Are there any eating or cooking habits that you've kind of picked up during lockdown that you are thinking that you're going to carry on doing afterwards? Yeah, I definitely think one thing that we've done is we've started to get up and have breakfast together. I think one thing I've really enjoyed doing is actually taking the time to sit down and eating with my husband and actually having a conversation. I'm gonna carry that on, I think, definitely once this finishes. Across all your social channels, you have a very engaged community. What kind of comments or questions around food did you get while people were in lockdown and staying home? I've had a lot of questions. Like, so, like, as mentioned, like, some of the things that I've been trying to do is, is to make things as waste-free as possible and I get a lot of questions just basically on like can I substitute this or that because I I put in my recipe for the hash I put a little bit of goat's cheese just because I had some knocking about in the fridge and so a few people have said like do I have to put goat's cheese in here and I said no you don't have to yeah a lot of people sort of ask me little questions about substitute I'm not a vegetarian and obviously I do have vegans that follow so they might say like oh can I do this with this milk or can I do this with that and I say yeah try it I think that's the best thing about cooking is encouraging people just to try things for themselves. What effect do you think lockdown has had on your audience's relationship with food? I think this is a really tricky time for people. A lot of people are struggling with body image issues at the moment because they are maybe seeing changes in their body or maybe changes in their eating habits and changes in their general routine. And I just think it's so important to remind people that it's okay if your body changes and your body's adapting to like a very stressful situation. And if you feel like you need to use food as a, a form of comfort. I think there's nothing wrong with allowing yourself comfort. What I definitely notice is that I'm trying to be more mindful of, you know, cooking more plant-based meals and making sure I get like really wholesome, nutritionally dense vegetables and fruit and variety. I just think to people to be kind to themselves and not so hard because we're very very hard on ourselves and this is all new to us. This is all very new. We've never been through this before. People have said, you know, it's not even the same as going through war. This is a completely different experience for us. So just take it day by day and really make those kind of conscious choices and, you know, listen to what your body wants because I think it, it will tell you. For many of us staying home, we were kind of spurred to try new things and explore our relationship with different types of foods. What effect do you think the sudden change had on those people with maybe a unhealthy relationship with food? I've seen a few other creators talk about personal worries about body image stuff and a lot of people have said about, you know, I worry that I'm eating too much snacks and things like that. And I'm just like, if you want to eat a snack, eat a snack. Like, don't punish yourself for it. I just, I don't believe in food guilt. Food is such a joyful thing and it's so wonderful and it, it brings so many people together. It's got so many cultural implications. It's just a wonderful tool. Again, just listening to your own body cues. I really believe in intuitive eating. So like actually listening to what your body wants. Eat when you're hungry, drink when you're thirsty, eat what you fancy, and just enjoy food. It's there to be enjoyed. 
and, the, and it's there to fuel us and help us feel good. Very well said, Kelly. Very well said. Now, before I let you go, though, we have one last question. Who would be your top three ideal dinner party guest? Ooh, I really love this question because it's one I actually ask every guest that comes on my podcast. It's the very first question I ask. So, yay, I love this one. So, if I had to pick three dream dinner guests, I would pick... Oh, it's always a tough one. It's funny because I ask this all the time, but like never have been able to pin down my exact three favourites. But I think probably in this current situation, I would pick Tracy Ellis Ross. I love her. Um, I was listening to a podcast that she did with Oprah um, the other day and I find her so inspirational. She's just so energetic. Her energy is amazing. She's just so talented she's so funny um I love that you know she has carved a way to be herself um you know with with having a mum as famous as Diana Ross uh, I suppose it was always quite difficult for her but I just think she's such an amazing woman and so inspirational so definitely her um then I would probably say I'd love to have David At- David Attenborough I think he's amazing um He's like a national treasure, isn't he? So definitely David Attenborough because I just love to like hear his stories of how he started out and like where his favourite places that he's been around the world um, and obviously just the compassion and care he has for um, animals and people and the environment. And given that um, the environment such a big topic right now, I think it would be so interesting to hear his point of view. And lastly, I would pick... Ooh, tough one. Either Adele or Nigella Lawson. I think I'm probably leaning towards Nigella because um, I'm a foodie obsessive, as you may have noticed through this podcast. Um, And I just think she's really fab. I love her style of cooking. I love her passion for food. Um, But also, I do love Adele. I think she would be such a laugh. Um, But yeah, so either those two, yeah. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much for all the delicious inspiration, Callie. It's been so good to chat with you today. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to talk to you. And make sure you make that banana. I'll send you a link for the banana bread. Oh, please do, please do. Take care. You too. Bye, Callie. Bye. That's it for today's episode of Out of Office, powered by Contiki. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode. We team up with GoPro and chat to Spanish-based GoPro ambassador Dan Su about sparking creativity from home. I'll see you then.